Hi, I'm Crystal Craven, a singer, songwriter, and worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. to be transparent with you. Lately, I have been feeling like I am just in a spiritual desert. I've had these seasons before, but this one seems particularly dry. As I was reading back through some of my past blog posts about things that the Lord has shown me, a couple points had really stood out to me. First was from the post on where the Spirit leads, and the fact that the Spirit does indeed lead us into the wilderness sometimes, but it's always with our good in mind, really was comforting. When the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, it was with full awareness that he would be tempted by the devil, but that it would be used to equip and strengthen Jesus as he was about to begin his earthly ministry. And we see this in Luke 4. As much as it feels better to think that God would never lead me somewhere knowing that I will be anywhere near the devil or a place for him to tempt me, it really has its refining purpose. And I just need to trust and take God at his word that he is working all things for my good and resisting the devil and his temptations, knowing that he's going to flee from me. The second point from the post, trials, temptations, does God give us more than we can handle? And the sweet remembrance of the truth that, yes, we absolutely go through life not being able to handle much, if anything at all. However, that the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us gives us the power and ability to resist temptation, and he provides that way of escape from every temptation. He tells us that in 1 Corinthians 10.13. The real question is whether we decide to listen and obey or to quench him. What about you? Does life feel like you're in a wilderness or a desert for you right now? What are you going to do to get through it? I have learned in the past that the only way to get through a desert is to get drenched in the water of the word. Even if it seems like it's only a mirage, it is going to accomplish God's goal and it's going out. It may not feel like it's quenching that thirst and the dryness, but if the word is cut out like entirely from our life, our true spiritual dehydration will set in and that is way worse. Having neurological conditions that cause my nerves to send and receive signals incorrectly, I have really learned to not trust my feelings. I have to look beyond pain to know if I'm actually experiencing something that needs immediate medical intervention or if it's just my feelings interpreting the wrong information. On the same principle, we cannot trust our emotions or feelings of whether or not we feel close to God and interpret that as reality. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you cannot be any closer to God on this earth than him dwelling inside of you, but you can feel closer or farther at times. If you spend all your time chasing the feeling of being close to God, you'll end up just lacking a depth in relationship with him. Take a marriage or a parent-child relationship, for example. You love your spouse or your parent or your child, right? Regardless of whether you're happy, sad, angry, hurt. Nothing changes your love for them, but a lot of things can change your feelings and emotions at any moment in time. If you base your closeness on them, 
of whether you feel like that love of when maybe you give a great big hug, you'd likely conclude you're just not in a close relationship, right? Because you don't always have that feeling all the time. And you'd be right if that was really what you were seeking to be fulfilled in. However, you know that closeness is found in the fact that you're in that relationship and you're spending quality time together. In the same way, because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we have been brought into that perfect union shared between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. We don't need to feel close to be close. We just need to spend quality time together with God, being still before Him and just being fully surrendered and let Him do His work in us. Now, we were made with emotions, so they're not inherently bad, but they're not supreme or to be the basis of our relationship because we know that our hearts are deceitful. If we just keep pressing in, being faithful and fervent to spend quality time with our Savior, we will eventually leave that season of desert and enter a new season. Those seasons of rainforest where you always feel drenched with God and you can fill Him in such a strong way, those are blessings in those moments. But don't get caught up in trying to savor those old blessings or even turning away from seeking Him. He has new blessings for us. We just need to keep looking forward and run our race through whatever spiritual terrain we find ourselves in, and He will bestow them upon us in His timing and in His way. In Jeremiah 17, it goes on to say in verse 13, O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who forsake you shall be put to shame. Those who turn away from you shall be written in the earth, for they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living water. I'll leave you with this verse, and it's been a real comfort to me during dry seasons, and I hope it encourages you, regardless of what season of life you're in right now. It's from Habakkuk 3, verses 17 through 19. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herds in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written music, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's Crystal with a K.